You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. Yo, welcome. Welcome, welcome. That's the <laughs> echo. We are recording from the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Where are we? We are in my new house. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, now, <clears throat> I did order a sofa mid-December. It still hasn't turned up. I keep getting emails about like con- shipping containers and things. And this very annoying woman called Monica, who is British and really like turns into AO old chap when she like talks <laughs> to me, gives me non-update updates. Is it the supply chain? Is supply that supply chain? chain? That's supply chain. Yeah. yeah. So I've got no sofa. I don't have a rug yet. Well, the thing is, I can't do anything until I've got that bloody sofa. So we're in an echoey chamber. I love it. Great. It's a gorgeous echoey chamber. Thank you. It will be. It's getting there. So we're back. We are back. <laughs> People might think we've quit this podcast. We haven't. We've just had a weird, a weird few weeks. We both basically caught some kind of disease. Yeah. And two days apart. Yeah. And then we're on a real journey together. It wasn't COVID. No. We had a very kind of kind of glamorous night out where we saw a couple of stars and then both mm. fell very, very hard after that night out and haven't left the house for like weeks. That's right. So we went to this our, a fun club night called Otter Pop. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Otter Pop. And so I went into the bathroom at one point. The bathroom. The bathroom at a club to bogs. bathe. <laughs> go, go to the, go take a slash. In the bogs. In the bogs. I came out and you, and you said to me, oh, Troy Sivan was peeing beside you there. Yeah. So there we go. So Troy Sivan and, do we see Sam Smith as Sam well? Sam Smith. Yeah. And also Demi Lovato's best friend, that gay guy. He's always there. Oh, yes. Oh, and Simone. The oh, drag Simone queen Simone. Oh, Simone was there. Most drag. importantly, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, the next day and onwards, we had like essentially two weeks of being being sick. Yeah, it was really wild. It felt like we were being punished for having a good time. It was really strange. I was like, oh, I'm a bit hungover from last night. And I was like, oh, I'm dying of something. Yeah, I was so relieved that you had it as well. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nice to be suffering with someone, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't really achieve much in my time. I watched about three seasons of Criminal Minds. Okay, I, I, I actually, oh my God, that was going to be really annoying. Um, I read a couple of books. Read, oh, I read a couple yeah. of books. And then I rewatched a lot of Kathy Griffin's My Life in the D list. Oh, perfect. Also, from afar, celebrated my father's 86th birthday. Wow. Mm-hmm. My, my namesake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 86, my gay. Awesome. So that was going on. <laughs> I've got two vanity updates for you. Oh, please. Well, you know this one. Finally had my Invisalign teeth things taken off. Yep. So I can have I can have gum again. Oh, so I have to watch you popping them in and out at, yeah. at meal times. <laughs> <laughs> Always a couple of things in a in a water tissue knocking around yeah. somewhere. Don't throw it out. <laughs> Don't spend my bloody aligners. Don't throw them out. And I've got my second IPL this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. Seconds app. Just yeah, remind us what your IPL journey is again. <sighs> Okay, so sun damage, I am of Scottish descent, but living in hot, 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 hot California. <laughs> and obviously, you know, I grew up in Spain. So this, this skin has had some damage. Had IPL to get rid of the skin damage, worked well, but then I went skiing and I got my face burnt. <laughs> and the, the, sc- the, the, scun, the scun damage, the skin sun damage came back. Fun times. Yeah. It's a lot of nature we're hearing. It's like a bird sanctuary <laughs> in here. <laughs> 
I promise Ben's not living in an aviary, by the way. The, a- aviary? Aviary. I don't know, but they did actually, fun fact, uh, film Bird Box in my garden. Got it. Yeah. So I had what I'm, you know, calling a very Silver Lake morning. Okay. So that's where I live. It's a very fun and annoying part of Los Angeles full of really annoying people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just going to talk you through some of the th- some of the sights and sounds that I saw on my mm. morning when I was doing my errands this morning. Someone boldly eating a chipotle bowl as they walk down the street no i just thought that's a not a portable food no i mean i i I mean you could do a burrito i wouldn't no but a bowl with a fork i tell you (laughs) my friend's mom always used to have a thing about hating she she thought it was really tacky and distasteful if people ate and walked yeah so whenever the few times i have done it even being on the other side of the world to my friend's mom i was like Oh, she doesn't see me. No, I know. I've, I even used to think about it. Sometimes I used to sneak in. When I lived in London, I used to do a little bit of secret eating. Not great, but like I'd sneak in like a packet of crisps and like eat that on the walk. Just so I was like, what? Well, I don't want people at home to see me eating these or at work. And I always felt a bit disgusting doing that. <laughs> anyway, I saw a girl eating a, a full Chipotle bowl on the street. Okay. A couple more things. One was a girl truly dressed like Hilary Duff as Lizzie McGuire. But she was obviously in her early 20s wearing like an actual bandana, you know, like a yeah. like on her head. And she was... Uh, with a group of really annoying people and they were taking photos of an abandoned car seat left on the, on like the street. I was like, Oh, that's oh. going to really, I was like, well, that's going to make a great uh, piece of, you know, art for people to look at. Do you know what? If we, if we got that, we could print it out and put, put one of my many white walls in my, my house. That'd be <laughs> lovely. And then finally, I'm going to send you a quick picture. You might need to zoom okay. in on this because I took this quite illegally while I was driving. This is uh, someone who pulled in front of me in Silver Lake driving what I'm describing as an artisan convertible. Can you see why I'm calling it an artisan convertible? I don't really understand what's going on. <laughs> it was basically someone who's removed, to use a UK term, he just completely removed the boot of his car and the <laughs> half of his car was just open. And then kind of, but but done it, like added like a rubber seal around it so it looks like a professional job. Yeah. It looks like he's ripped out the boot and the sunroof. Yeah. But it's not a convertible. <laughs> Yeah. So it's just, just basically the back of his car was just flapping open to the wind. So that was that was just my very Silver Lake morning. What to a day! Coin a term. Another day. <laughs> Whose car am I driving? You might ask. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Before we get into our feedback, we should say what on earth this podcast is about. If oh, we yeah. don't have any new listeners, every episode we take a British pop culture topic, we talk about it, just dissect it, discuss all sorts, work at the US equivalent. Then we take a U.S. pop culture topic. I'm stumbling over my words in my cavernous space. And we work out the U.K. equivalent. Before we do that, let's do some feedback. Just want to keep everyone abreast of something very related to this podcast. Uh, something we were talking about in our group chat text yesterday. We are nine months out from Avatar 2. So everyone just <laughs> everyone just stay on high alert. Because when that happens, we are going to have our special, which is our straight brother special. Where we're going <laughs> to we're gonna get our straight brother's reflections on Avatar 2. Where my brother like beams in using his Android phone. Exactly. Podcast Nemesis Mark has a straight brother too. And we're going to be getting his feedback. Here's the first bit of feedback so wesley's got in touch if you want to get in touch with us do go to our instagram you are welcome america he said i don't know if this is too far but i am 19 from canada and you two are the only ones in my life who helped fuel my british pop love yes since we (laughs) he said this is great since we can't clatter across cobblestones and spangly dresses (laughs) i mean wesley ticking boxes can I follow you guys on Spotify if you have it? I need to see these playlists. 
So you can indeed, if you go to Spotify and you search your Welcome America, you can see our playlist there. Yes. So do do that. It needs to be updated. I feel like we've we've had a few episodes past since I've been throwing extra songs on there, but I'll tell you, it's about a million hours of real pop pleasure. I'm 19, listening to these old crones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Wesley. Really appreciate it. Okay, we have a couple of confusing things. One is a technological thing that I've messed up. So me against the podcast, they have messaged us and they actually gave us a great piece of intel that I fucked up by not being able to use technology. So they said, I'm re-listening to the Off the Record series. Re-listening, which makes me very happy. So just as a reminder, that is us following the smash hit 2008 <laughs> show, Girls Loud Off the Record. Go check it out. We recap every episode. We go deep. Yeah, we, we <laughs> created hours of entertainment from just literal like handfuls of footage we managed to really stretch that out wait i said 2008 is that right i don't know. can't remember the i think girls, it's early girls 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 girls, girls, girls. girls. and yeah and they said i'm re-listening so they've already listened to it once which is amazing too off the record series and regarding the jungle step i think this is what it is and then they sent a video which i think in my like haze at some point i tried to watch and then just closed thinking oh, oh well i'll close this and show it to ben but you know because grandma over here doesn't know how to use social media wesley i'm sorry I didn't no, realize you could only watch it once. No, I'm saying Wesley's young. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of Wesley, who's oh, 19 okay. listening to this, but Shit. grandma didn't realize that once you watch a video once on Instagram, you can't watch it again. Also, you should know, I did check out Wesley's Instagram and he's been out this weekend. Very hip. Oh, I know. Love you, Wesley. So, so yeah, so sorry me against the podcast. Grandma over here fucked it up and whatever that evidence was of the jungle step. What's the jungle step? I think the jungle step, isn't it in... <sighs> I remember. Sound of the Underground. No. And is, isn't it when they're in... Wait, I put my hand up. Okay. Aren't they in Ibiza and they've got the wrong, they've got the wrong mix yes. of Sound of the Underground. They're like, oh, but we'd, we're going to have to like not do the jungle step. We're going to have to do the jungle step. Something like yes. that. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Doom, 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 doom. Another, another confusing bit of feedback. I'm just going to do my confusing ones in a row. Uh, Victoria on Instagram, she, I think what happened here is she was listening to the Kylie episode, which did mm. feature podcast nemesis Michael. Got it. And she sent us a weird and wonderful uh, video from her Instagram story, which is her in a car wash listening to Kylie Minogue. And she's tagged us and podcast nemesis Michael. And she says, team podcast nemesis and Kylie forever. So I think she's just pledging her allegiance to podcast nemesis Michael in that. Mm. Interesting. And she's, which, Interesting. Which Kylie song is she listening to? Oh. It's actually a... It's actually a beautiful piece of footage, slow playing while a car, like inside of a car wash. It's actually pretty great. We have had Jennifer Cole in London get in touch on our Instagram. So I posted the picture of myself and producer Brie at the Rose Bowl flea market. And she said, I thought that was Emily Atak in the background. What? So I think she thinks that producer Brie looks like Emily Atak. Emily Atak, what a name. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can you describe to our US listeners who Emily Atak is? Mm, she's in the Inbetweeners, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's she done since? Mm, great question. Couldn't tell you. Uh, Emily she's Atak. an actress. Yeah, there you go. Finally, I believe we've got a review. If you do want to rate and review us, please do on um, on, on the pod shops. Where is the to do it? <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I think you could do it on Spotify now, but again, grandma doesn't know how to access the reviews, so please don't do it there because I, I can't have another thing on my list. So this review's quite wonderful. Okay. It is from someone called Zachary Adam. Hi. And 
it's five stars and the, the subject line is very educational. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about all the stuff we've talked about so far. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and, and Zachary said, found this podcast through the Right Back At Your Dark Child special. Nice. So he's obviously a Right Back At Your listener. We love those guys. And I became obsessed ever since. As an American who has always loved UK pop music and culture, this podcast is a must. Love the banter and the tangents. Tangents? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he says, P.S. I also have a sad about myself playlist and have also been to the loft in Norwich. Cheers, Zachary Adam from San Francisco. So, okay, so okay, how, is this man my soulmate? So, so <laughs> how on earth has this man, Zachary, living in San Francisco, <laughs> been to the loft in Norwich? I, I, yeah, Zachary, if you're listening to this episode, get in touch with us and let us know. I need details about this visit to the loft and how someone from San Francisco was ever in Norwich. That really, that really worries me. Oh, also, Zachary, do get in touch because actually you and I are going to be with our good pal Crystal in San Francisco in a couple of weeks. Yes, that's true. So oh, actually, we should do a whole episode about San Francisco. We'll San take Francisco. it on the road. <laughs> San Francisco special. <laughs> in the Bay. We're going to be in the bay. We're going to be in the bridge. Um, so, um, Zach, Zachary, do get in touch with any recommendations for us. I mean, we've covered it all. We've IPL, done. Avatar 2. <laughs> Don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I just, we're going to leave it at that. And we are back. We're going to do our first topic, which is going to be American. Babes, it's on you. What are you doing? <laughs> so I am going to be discussing one of the many... We, we've talked about, you know, homecoming. We've talked about some American kind of things that are a real staple of our childhood, watching American TV and media. Yep. I decided to really fry my brain on a Sunday morning and try and research sororities yeah. and fraternities, but whatever, mainly sororities. So I, I guess you could call this, you know, Greek life or the Greek system at American colleges. So that's what I'm going to be talking about. It's actually really weird and has some real dark tangents so we're going to just try and keep it light <laughs> and also i'm going to give a shout out now to victoria one of our listeners do get in touch because she was in a sorority oh i mean this is the problem is if i'd thought of this sooner i would have reached out to some of our american friends to try and get some sorority some or fraternity stuff but we i want people to get in touch with us and just let us know i'm excited uh, about how wrong you're going to get this oh yeah no i'm really 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 concerned so just for anyone who's not experienced watching it, who's in the UK has experienced it through watching like TV or movies, fraternities and sororities are referred to as Greek letter organizations or collectively as Greek life in North America and the Philippines, of course. Uh, they're social organizations at colleges and universities. Um, and just to give you a quick overview of apparently what they're meant to be, fraternities is... Oh God, it's really hard to say sororities, sororities. In, an Amer- in an English accent. Fraternities and sororities okay. engage in philanthropic, philanthropic activities, host parties, provide finishing training for new members, such as instruction on etiquette, dress, and manners, and create networking opportunities for their newly graduated members. Doesn't sound so good when you hear it like that, does it? I also don't believe any of that. <laughs> As in, like, that's not what happens. Everyone just gets drunk and, like, has questionable sex. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Why did I, I quacked like a duck you then. Did. <laughs> so this aviary that we're in, there's all these birds <laughs> turned into like an avian creature. It's all very confusing. What would you do? What would you do if I'm a new host? I got a parrot. <laughs> My God, I'd be so angry if you got a bird in this house. You know, you know that that parrot would have a real thing against you. Of course it would. It would know that I hate birds. <laughs> so she walked in the door. What would you yeah, call it? On your shoulder, what would I call it? One with me. Something, something like Claire. Claire. Well, it's locked in. <laughs> Claire the parrot. Claire the parrot. Anyway. 
So uh, I'll give you a couple of couple of dry facts, then we'll get into something more okay. interesting. So I didn't actually. I wanted to know just why fraternities and sororities are named after Greek letters and given Greek letter combinations. Yeah, and it's actually kind of reflects how annoying the whole society is. Basically, the founding members, like the very first sorority or fraternity, sorry, when they founded it, it basically was a secret society. And they were so snobby. <laughs> Sorry, to, I don't want to get you too excited here. <laughs> no, because I know you like, I like calling you a snob. No, they were, they were so kind of snobby that they basically said that only intelligent people would understand the Greek letters that they were using. So it was basically like a secret code. That's fair. Omega, beta, zeta. But I just find that kind of funny because now being in a fraternity or sorority is seen as kind of a little vapid. And then yeah. you've got these kind of people who are like saying Greek letters. Omega, beta, zeta. And those Greek letters and words have become so American sounding that like, it's like synonymous with certain things. Yeah. So it's just kind of, that's a little bit of like the snobbiness. So before I go into some of the actual kind of details of it, I just wanted to talk about like, what's your kind of, when you think of sorority, what's like the first thing that comes into your head in terms of like movies, TV, music, whatever? The house bunny. Oh, no, no. It's just this thing I do to remember people's names. Natalie. Oh. What a what a masterpiece of cinema is the house buddy. I think I saw that in the cinema translation movie theater with podcast nemesis Michael. I think. Oh, wow. I think maybe or was that bef- no. Anyway, I uh, think of House Bunny and, yeah. and that makes me think of him. So I actually can't really remember the plot of House Bunny. I know that she goes into a it's into sorority. It's Anna Faris, right? Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Yeah, and she it's her going into a sorority. It's like a kind of downtrodden sorority, right? And she has to like Zhuzh it zhuzh up. It up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that's the exact log line. Imagine that's Paris zhuzhes up. <laughs> that's our elevator elevator pitch. Yeah, uh, it's that, and then actually that kind of amazing opening sequence of Legally Blonde is a real sorority oh, yeah. house because it's, it's it's the uh, is, is it the note that's getting passed to her, and it's like getting passed by all the different sorority sisters through the house. This is Future Fraser. I can't believe I didn't mention that that opening sequence features the song Perfect Day by Hoku. Anyway, who cares? Bye. Something like that. I feel like I've seen that quite recently and it's kind of locked in my brain. But it's basically, yeah, he, yeah, he, it's someone, it's him leaving the invitation to dinner and it's like shows that all the different sorority sisters like running through the sorority house and it finally lands with Elle Woods. And I do remember seeing that and being like, what is this world? I was like, I want to be in this world. And that hasn't literally, anytime I've seen a fraternity in a movie or a TV show, I'm like, ugh, horrible. But like, oh, t- especially in that movie, because they're all wearing like early 2000s, like mm-hmm. leopard print and like fluffy jackets and things. I was like, I want to be with those girls. I still do. What about in the later seasons of Dawson's Creek? Remember, didn't Jack McPhee, <laughs> didn't he, <laughs> like when he was having real struggles with his sexuality, my God, oh. Jack McPhee. If the character Jack McPhee was on like Grind or something, he'd be like mask for mask, wouldn't oh, he? Jack McPhee is such a mask for mask. <laughs> yeah, you know he's still got a chip on his shoulder. Well, remember when they flashed forward to the future? What was he's, going on with him? Like in the final episode, he's yeah. like still like mask for mask, him and what? his his boyfriend. Oh, were they? Do you not remember when they flashed ahead? Do you remember there was always that running joke that Pacey's, Pacey called his brother gay? Do you remember? So like, it was actually kind of like, it was actually kind of well done. They basically, the whole show was Pacey insinuating that his brother was gay and then in that flash forward episode at the end Jack's with Jack him. is with him and Jen's dead and Jen's dead Jen's dead I, I know that 
literally as we speak, hearing the Wes Dawson's Creek finale, that Corliss Charlie is in floods of tears. <laughs> I know that she listens. I know that she watches that episode maybe once a year and just sits and cries. Lovely. <laughs> it's a real catharsis for her, I think. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in. What about was Van Wilder party liaison? Yes. Okay. Now that was. I don't know about you, but that was a really early, pretty like early days. I think Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, really turned me on in a in an early days way in Van Wilder, and that kind of was one of those movies that kind of felt a bit like you were like, oh, I think I can kind of get away with like if you're trying not to be too gay as a teenager or whatever, you're like, oh, I'll just watch Van Wilder, it's fine. Yeah, because it's fun. Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's about like. Oh super... yeah, I love this movie. It's just really fun. Yeah, it's a funny I, I think movie. It, yeah, I think the joke's funny. Actually, the jokes are really funny. funny. Yeah, I'm good. Bitch. Yeah, like oh, I love Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Meanwhile, now Ryan Reynolds <laughs> doesn't do it for me. No. Oh, Ever yeah. since he did that stupid slapstick superhero bullshit Deadpool thing. I'm like, get away from me. I, I like Deadpool. Deadpool 2 is actually really funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a bland slice of Canadian beef, isn't he? Yeah. Canadian beef? Canadian he's, bacon. Can, Canadian moose? Yeah. Like a bit of, bit of moose meat? <laughs> yeah. Well, did you ever see the uh, remake of House on Sorority Row that starred Audrina? Was Paris Hilton in that? No, no, that was House of Wax. Okay, sorry, different house. That was, that was across the street. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that was melting across the street while Adrena. <laughs> so, so Sorority Sorority Row was a wonderful remake, two thousands remake of a. I think it was a remake of, of like a slasher movie, but Audrina plays. It's all about like a, a prank gone wrong. And it's about a girl getting murdered for real. And I think I did see that. Adrena, Adrena played the girl that gets murdered. So they get rid of her. They're pretty smart. They get, her, get rid of her pretty quick. Yeah, but we'll give her a part, but we're going to fucking kill her early. From, from what I remember, she did a pretty good job. And meanwhile, like, her agent's like, you're the star. You get murdered. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're the whole the, movie's about, about you, you. Adrena. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> turns up on set. She's like, I've done one day of shooting. What's happening? I think I'm done. <laughs> you can hang out if you want. There's a chair over there with your name on it. Just sit and watch. <laughs> so there's a couple of things that I terms that I didn't quite understand that I think feel like I need to clarify Mm -hmm. so one of them is to do with how new members join a sorority so is this the hazing thing or is that more fraternity hazing is more fraternity but I I also feel like it's kind of sexist hazing does count for both of them they just fraternities got into more trouble for hazing because they took it too far but basically what I was always confused with is I've consumed so much American media that I know there's the term rush pledge Oh, yeah. Hell Week, uh, you know, all of those things, but I never quite understood what that means. Isn't Hell Week at Barry's Boot Camp? <laughs> yes, they also do it at Barry's Boot Camp. <laughs> so basically what it is, is to join a sorority, okay. you have to go through a two-part vetting process, which is called rushing and pledging. Rushing, okay, rushing makes me just think of loads of people like rushing towards a trestle table where someone's like, you can sign up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or like that feels like a drag race mini challenge, isn't it? Where they're like, you can use these supplies from this table and everyone just runs at like a rack of clothes. Yeah, no. So so rushing rushing is essentially recruitment. And that's basically this the sorority. So this is so confusing. And I'm definitely gonna fuck this up. This is gonna be like homecoming all over again, but I'm not getting anything right. Nightmare. Remember that picnic? That picnic. Oh, that picnic stuff. (laughs) I bet there's a fucking picnic involved in this. Yeah. So what it is, is there's... So basically the sororities hold parties and social events. Okay. And people attend them. And those people are rushing. So it's basically... <laughs> they're all rushing to get to these parties. But it's basically... They attend those events and... I think you attending that event is you saying, I'd like to... I'm interested in joining this sorority. And I think you chat to the sorority sisters. Okay. And you're like 
get to know them and they know that you're like, oh, I'm interested in this sorority. <laughs> so that's Rush. So it's just like Rush events, Rush okay. Week. This is now, this is, this is where we're getting a little confusing. So basically, then it says that the sorority members meet privately and vote and vote whether they should extend an invitation to these people known as a bid. So you have to rush and then they get together and say, we're going to bid for you. And then if you choose to accept it, you're being pledged to the sorority. You're still not a sorority member. You're a pledge at this point. So it goes normal person, rush, bid, pledge. Then you become a sister at the end of pledging. Wait, so is pledging like, is pledging, what happens at pledging? So pledging is when you have to basically prove that you're, that you should be in the sorority. And that's when we get into like hazing and things that happen to pledges. Okay. And I think we see a lot of that in like American movies. And I'm not quite sure how real any of that stuff is. I think it might be pretty real. Yeah, I think it is. Let's just talk about hazing real quick. But we'll just kind of, I don't want to dwell on it because it has some darkness in it. But I think, yeah, part of like the... I think it's fraternities more more than sororities, but it sounds like basically what you do is it's like different. You have to like prove your loyalty to the to the sorority or the fraternity, and you kind of have to do like weird tasks or dress up in like an outfit. I think those are the milder things. There's some like darker stuff that I don't think we should touch because it might be too much. Common hazing practices include sleep deprivation, oh. sensory deprivation, oh. paddling. Oh, oh, and other types of spanking. I was like, oh, like a paddling pool. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, waterboarding in a paddling pool. I like this one. Forced runs, busy work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then it says there are some more extreme ones that kind of go, that actually do go back to these kind of secret society rituals. That's right. the kind of the weird thing. What about busy workers? Like, just like, <laughs> oh, could you just, oh, do you know what? I could do, well, in my house, you know, it's like breaking down some boxes, putting them but, in but, the bins. But what do college students, what's the busy work you needed when you were at uni? It's like, Wash your, get your car washed. Oh, I'll tell you what, I, my busy work would have been at my knee. It would have been like, I definitely, people don't have this problem now because of technology, but mm-hmm. mine was going to print out essays at the library. <laughs> oh, what a hassle. You'd have to find your library card. And then there was like a, there was this very complicated system of Char- putting, putting money onto yes. a card to print things yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And I was, there was never enough money on my card. And it was always such like a, and I think the thing I need to cash, it was really complicated. So that would be my busy work. My busy work would be, oh, do you know what? Before anyone, could you go, could you go reserve the key, my key texts at the library? Did you have that? It'd be like, so this week you're studying right. whatever. And there'd be like some key texts. But if you didn't get in there first, and you could only get them for like two days because right. they were key texts. And you have to be on the reserve list. I thought, can you just go like do them all for me and just get it done and then bring them back and I'll just do it. And, I'm like, and then they bring them back and I wouldn't read them. Of course not. No. So actually, so all of our busy work would be doing things things revolving around the library. The library was really <laughs> annoying. I feel like we had, reserving a computer was really annoying as well because not all of us had laptops at the time. Oh, I had, I had a chunky, hunky Toshiba. Oh, I had the clunkiest laptop in my third year that I used to play uh, Tomb Raider on instead of doing my essays. Fun. I, th- I don't even think I had word on it i think i played tomb raider on my laptop and then had to go and write my essays in the library <laughs> which is so dumb i remember in our library you could you could book private rooms and it was but oh people having sex in the private rooms but i just wasn't really sexually liberated then like but now i'd be like that'd be so fun yeah yeah i actually i i, I know someone who had sex in the library at my go. uni private room oh, oh yeah i was way too repressed to do that there was also a section in my library that had those moving back to horror movies those moving shelves mm. that went those are so horror movie yeah. like the stacks yeah like what they call them like the stacks oh <laughs> that's so exciting that kind of the final thing is that when you get when you finally are accepted into the sorority they have like secret ceremonies and i think there's a lot of like lies and deception that are kind of 
I think everyone gets really freaked out that they're going to get literally like buried alive or something. Yeah. But it sounds like what they do is just like almost like Halloween kind of pranks. It'll be like putting a hood over someone's yeah. head and pushing them off a step and telling you're being pushed off a building. Right. That kind of crap. <laughs> well, <laughs> Which is terrifying. That's actually pretty scary. Like I heard, I heard it, it was in someone's like autobiography or like memoir or whatever. Maybe it was Mindy Kaling or someone. I mean, she said it was like a Halloween thing where they had to put their hands in bowls of they were told they were like bowls of like eyeballs and worms. Pickled onion. Yeah, and it was just like like eggs or something. And then yeah. they, she said that they just had like pizza in the basement of the sorority house afterwards. Do you think our, Very our, gentle. our secret ceremony would definitely involve us getting some gauzy materials <laughs> and like just wafting around to um, a Girls Aloud track? Oh, of course. Or like like our great podcast nemesis Michael yeah, like, prank yeah. <laughs> that we pulled. <laughs> when we, we woke him up one night after a night out with gauzy material and candles. Uh, singing um, Beautiful Cause You Love Me. Mummy, mummy. The smash top 100 hit, Beautiful Cause You Love Me. 97. 97, 97 that was it. My baby, my baby. <laughs> I do remember he did say that he was really annoyed, but also really appreciate, appreciated the artistry of what we were doing. Right. <laughs> where did you even have where did you even have gauzy material in your old flat in London what was for that for some reason I had some white gauzy material and it was from an, a, like a costume or something I can't remember <laughs> always had it so I got very overwhelmed trying to find famous people that had been in sororities okay. because it's kind of it's really confusing because there's there's a sorority and then there's chapters so a sorority oh is attached God. to like a university but then you can have a chapter in a different university so I just found it really hard to get a definitive list. So I got very overwhelmed. So what I ended up doing instead was just doing a, like a very, very off-brand quiz that would determine which sorority I would be in. So I answered some really wild questions. One where I definitely didn't portray myself very well, but I answered honestly. And you got in. And it came in at Kappa Kappa Gamma. Omega Beta Zeta. You're Kappa Kappa Gamma. So I'm Kappa Kappa Gamma. So I'll just tell you real quick. I share my Kappa Kappa Gamma sisterhood with uh, okay. just a few people. It's, it's, an, it's an odd bunch. Okay. It's like Ashley Judd of one of my favorite movies, Double Jeopardy star Ashley Judd, um, Meghan Markle. And then the most important person of all, just tucked away in the list, Low Bosworth. <laughs> <laughs> my... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She would be terrified. Could you imagine... Imagine, imagine turning up... Imagine... Being, imagine pledging. Imagine it's during rush and you want to pledge and you pledge to Kappa Kappa Gamma and Lo Bosworth is the sorority sister. Lo's like, mm-hmm. She'd be so, I'd be so fucking scared of her. Terrifying. I would leave I'd leave university. Well you'd burst into flames. I'd yeah, I'd burst into flames or I'd just turn to stone, I'd be a statue on campus. <laughs> you'd be a gargoyle in <laughs> yeah. the, the gorgeous grounds of the Kappa exactly. Kappa Gamma house. Exactly. They'd be like, What's that? And it'd be like, Oh, that's one of the Lo Lo did that. <laughs> Don't worry about that. It's one of Lo's works of art. I didn't know she was a sculptor. She isn't. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that always I never understood was do they all live in like a giant house yes those houses must be huge yeah so those houses are giant and then they yeah and they basically you that's big part of it is you live in that house and then that's meant to be a part of the community of it all but to me it just seems so messy well I my instant question was is there a cleaner is there a cleaner yeah, yeah. And, well because I think they do have clean and I think they have like a you have someone that lives there that's like a technically used to be called like a house mother and I do think you have an older person that lives there that's meant to regulate things. So I don't have too much more to talk about about fraternities. Well, really sororities, essentially, is what I've talked about. Um, I'm guessing if you took that quiz, you'd probably end up in the same sorority as me, <laughs> judging by what I was reading. I'm mm, the leader of it, but it sounds of things. <laughs> yeah, you and Lo Bosworth <laughs> cutting eyes at me and making me <laughs> quit university. So I was trying to think of the... British equivalent of this. Okay, I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna. Before you give me your, your thoughts, can I give a couple of suggestions? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I've got two for you. Okay. 
One is um, if you went to a uni that had colleges. So for example, my uni, you would it was made up of like eight colleges, as in like you existed in Halifax College, right. but you were still at a university. Yeah. So you you all lived in loads of houses in Halifax College, but right. you all competed against other colleges. Or my other one was houses at um, a boarding school, which I know goes towards Hufflepuff. Right, right, right. Harry, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, but there's an element of it there as well. But at a boarding school, you actually are living there. Yeah. No, Those I, are my two thoughts. So stick with me on this. I feel like if you kind of extrapolate what it means to be in a sorority or fraternity, it's okay. like a badge. It's like kind of being cool and popular, but also kind of pretending to hold a position of power. So like me when I was a house captain at school. Yes. So I think, and I, 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 like, your, I like your terms, but I do think because you are a little more highfalutin than the rest of us that the colleges thing might be a little more of an exclusive thing. Whereas I think every university has a student union. And don't you think that every single person that like runs for a student union position, especially at my university, it was always about being like the head of entertainment at the student at the student union. Mm. And that was like the position to be. And you had a lot of power and you controlled what social events happened. You kind of, I do think those people had a weird amount of power. It was, yes, it was weird at my university. My university was fucking lame, <laughs> but, um, uh, and not high, high convoluting, polluting otherworldly, which I know is surprising, <laughs> but, um, because my, at my uni, the student union, just to explain to our American listeners, the student unions is like at a high school class president and all yes, that kind of stuff. Yes, it's exactly the and class president. Would, and they would always like run all the social events and things and represent the university. But in my uni, they were always a bit, always a bit losery. Oh. As in, because they were the ones that like stay at, they would often stay longer, like do another couple of years. And all their friends in year had left, but they were still there being president of the student union. Yeah, that's true. And now you're saying that I am, I'm scrolling back through my mind and thinking there's a few undesirables that were holding positions of power there. <laughs> but I think for my uni, it was this entertainment like person, really specifically, that was an odd popularity contest that Got happened. It. What did they do? What were they responsible for? Like all the social events. They put together the, the summer ball, which was our big thing. Oof. They would organize like the entertainment for Freshers Week. They would organize like different themes for our Friday night at the union called The Bop. And like, it was, they, that felt like a real position of power and it had a really big impact on kind of our lives. Cause that's all we did was go out and socialize and they would like find new nights that we could go to as like a university. You know what I mean? They'd be what, like, like a, and book a coach, club. Yeah. book a coach to go to, my God, did you say the Fez club? Yeah. Fez club in Putney. That's where we used to go on a Tuesday oh night. <laughs> Love to know if that place still exists. I very much doubt it. I'm sure there were a few Fez clubs. There were, yeah. there was one in Wimbledon too. I think there was one in Oxford. Really questionable, like, theming. Yeah, like a yeah. kind of, like a Marrakesh kind of <laughs> themed bar and called Fez. That's and really there was bad. one in Reading. I've been to the one in Reading. And I've been to the one in Oxford. It's <laughs> the Fez Club in Reading. Fez Club Redding. in Reading. That's really great. Yeah, so they would they would maybe book, like, the coach for that <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. And when I say coach, American uh, I mean bus. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, I, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> the very specific UK equivalent of a sorority or fraternity is the... Head of Entertainment at the Student Union. You're welcome. You're welcome. Omega Beta Zeta. And we are back. I did the very weird American topic. Please get in touch with your sorority stories. And Ben has our British topic. What do you got for me, babes? My UK topic today is... 
Comic relief. Ah. Red nose day. <laughs> so on Saturday morning, I was in bed and I found on YouTube a celeb special of a TV show called This Is My House. Have you ever seen that? No. So it's a show where people, what four people in a house all pretend it's their house and a panel... <laughs> And a panel have to guess whose house is it really. That's the show. <laughs> that name is very funny. Yeah. This so is my house. This is my, <laughs> this is my house. So they did a celebrity special for comic relief. Um, it had uh, Judge R- Rinder on it, Claire from Steps, Deborah Meaden, and a boxer who I do not know. And they were on What's it. What's his name? I don't know. But on the panel were, and we've already gone off on a tangent because I haven't even explained what Comp Relief slash Red Nose is. <laughs> but on the panel is um, Harry Hill, Fringy Chops, a.k.a. Claudia, um, Claudia Winkleman, Chris Eubank, who doesn't understand what's going on. And then I've forgotten what her, her name is as well. <laughs> anyway, so. It's so funny. As I was, I was asking a better question about it, and he was just scrolling through, like, you know, scrubbing through the episode. And all I could hear was the most British TV things. It was like, plink, 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 plonk. I'm not being funny, but plink, plink, plink. All right, mate. <laughs> Sounded fake. <laughs> a trumpet. <laughs> so, Comic Relief, Red Nose Day. Yeah. Go to the Wikipedia. It happens every two years. Yes. Although now it's actually every year they've changed it. Okay. But um, it started, started in 1985 between Richard Curtis and Lenny Henry. Uh, in response to the famine in Ethiopia. And essentially, it's a telethon. Yeah. It's a massive telethon. And what they often do is they get um, much-loved TV shows and they do specials. They release charity singles, which we will get to. (laughs) And it's like a whole night of live TV where you phone in and raise money. You might do stuff in advance. Like that week at your school, you might do like a, what we call cake and candy, like a bake sale. Yeah, bring and buy. Non-uniform day. All sorts Mufti of, day. What? What? Mufti day. Mufti day. Have we not had? The, we must have had this conversation a million times before. So that's what your non-uniform day there's, was. There's a term that it, it it and it's not. This isn't a British Scottish thing. This is like very regionally specific. But like, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Some people called it non-uniform day, and some people inexplicably it was called Mufti day. M U F T I. And also to explain to American listeners, non-uniform days you paid like. £1.50 and you didn't have to wear your uniform that day. Yeah. And it was a nightmare at my school because <laughs> it meant that it just turned into like this fashion show thing where everyone was like judging everyone about what they were wearing. Horrible. Oh, I've, oh. I've just come across an article that says, why is Mufti Day offensive? Oh, no. oh, school drops the term Mufti Day due to the history of racism. Oh, oh, interesting. It's, an, it's actually derived from an Arabic word and actually it it's used it really in an in offensive way. Oh, interesting. Though you are. Well, that's, well. The more you know. What a, what a shock that a school in Norfolk used a uh, an outdated racist term. <laughs> what the, a surprise. In the 90s. In the 90s, yeah. <laughs> Shocker. So, back to Comet Relief slash Red Nose Day. Or well, Red Nose Day, here's the thing. It always happened on a Friday night. Often the fundraising involved buying a red nose. Yes. Do you remember the different red noses growing up? It's all it's all a blur. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just I, I remember I just remember it was always a stressful experience trying to get one. Oh really? <laughs> I was my favorite ones I remember were the ones that changed color Ooh. with the heat. Do you remember that? Although never comfy to wear. No, oh no, they always would pinch. Yeah. Even with those tiny little ch- children's noses. <laughs> 
horrible. I didn't have this honker that I have right now. I wouldn't be able to get a red nose over this. Oh, well, these, you... well, these like foam when they did the soft foam ones, oh, they would nice. always fit on that. That would fit my honker. You could now. just paint your nose red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that looks that big prosthetic nose you put on is a joke. That's my real nose. <laughs> It's my real nose. And I remember some, like, this was not my family or my parents, but you could also buy them for your car. Do you remember those? Uh, yeah. <laughs> not my, not no. my family either. <laughs> no. It's like, it's like the people who, in the, in the States, who would put, like, reindeer horns on the side of cars. Right. Like, to be like, it's Christmas. Not my family. No, me neither. I remember my mom specifically being like, no, we're not those people. <laughs> and we weren't. So, um, yeah, the color changing noses, I remember. They also had fun ones, like springy ones, I remember one right. year with like things on. I remember one year you had to buy 3D glasses because <laughs> some of some of the telethon was in 3D, which is very exciting. <laughs> um, nothing, nothing more unreliable than 3D technology. Mm. I feel even now, do you remember that 3D revival that happened with, I, funny to say it, Avatar, <laughs> to bring it all back to Avatar? And I felt like that, that heralded that really weird 3D revival. And even then, it did work, but it... Still gave me a headache. It went away. And it went away again. Yeah. Oh, it gave me a real headache. I got such a headache watching Avatar. I didn't even see Avatar in the cinema. Oh, you did it? So, it's, like, it's a video. It's very overwhelming in the cinema with the 3D glasses. It was it was too much. It was actually too much of a sensory experience for me. I'm sure I've told you about the time um, <laughs> Colin, Michael, and I went to see um, the re-release of Star Wars Episode One. Oh, in 3D. It was in 3D, and it was an IMAX, <laughs> and we got really high before we went, and it was very overwhelming. And when Amidala came and screamed, we all cheered, and no one understood why. <laughs> Anyway, I have found a phrase, well, I was going to say a phrase maybe from like seven years ago, a listicle, oh. and it's the funniest Red Day moments in comic relief history. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah. There's David Tennant with Catherine Tate. Not interested in that, are we? No, not when, funny. Never was funny. When Ali G <laughs> met the Beckhams. Now, we're That's interested in half iconic. of this. That is an iconic yeah. interview. So in that interview, do you remember what happened? Yes. Well, there's that one quote that's like the same, the, the one quote they used whenever they talk about that. And it was basically, is it is it on the set of Parkinson, the, the talk show? It's mm. the Parkinson set, isn't Maybe. it? And he's sitting in for Michael Parkinson, the host. And he's interviewing David and Victoria. And he says to David, he's talking about that. They're talking about their kids. And he says, so David... Um, do you want your kids to do you want your kids to grow up to be a famous footballer like you or grow up to be a famous pop star like Madonna? Yeah. And like Victoria's like, ah, ha, 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 ha. that's like the one joke I remember from that interview. And then I'm not doing his accent. And then he says, he says, ask Posh something like, oh, um, do you want like something, something about your little boy? And what about your son? Like referring to <laughs> something like that. So that's very important to yeah. us. Um, Graham Norton speaks to Borat. No, no, we're not doing it. Mr. Bean does blind date. Now we're interested in, I just want to, Scylla's outfit here. You know how much I hate Mr. Bean. <laughs> I know you hate Mr. <laughs> Bean. I have a real problem with Mr. Bean. Scylla is wearing a lime green pantsuit. Ooh. And she looks phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm interested in seeing just that, but you know how I feel about Mr. Bean. I don't like chaos. I don't like chaos and I don't like chaotic characters. You know how I feel about the movie Beethoven. <laughs> Just so messy. I'm on the side of the dad and that, that those weird evil business people that are trying to take Beethoven away. I'm all on their side. Why do they want to take Beethoven away? Couldn't tell you. Is I it like a Cruella de Vil thing? <laughs> Cruella de Vil, I have to say, anytime I, I've rewatched 101 Dalmatians, I'm like, make the coat. Yeah, she and that, that, have you seen that great scene in the actual cartoon where she's in bed with her hair in rollers, smoking like, essentially smoking like opium, and she's eating out of a box of chocolates. And her and her phone, she her phone rings. I think it's like in the shape of like something to do with like the devil. She has like an evil devil phone, and she's just in bed eating chocolates and smoking. So chic. So chic. <laughs> okay, another moment. The royal family comet relief special. That's a maybe for me. 
Yeah, it's like sentimental and, and yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. But the one I really remember very well is, do you remember Don French kissing Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant? That was, I wanted to, that, yeah, that was, because it was a tradition on the show that she would, it was every year, there was, it was some like contrived situation where she would come on stage and it would be about her having to make out snog translation. Snog. Like whoever is like the hunk of the time, right? And it started with so, Hugh Grant. Because it was all like four weddings time. Yes. So like 94, 95 we're talking. And in it, she's on a couch and she's dressed in the Liz Hurley Versace <laughs> safety pin dress. Phenomenal. So good. Um, so those are some real highlights. Do you have any, any any others you want to add? Were you were you like a comic relief household growing up? Would you stay up and watch comic relief? Yes, Friday? for yeah. sure, for sure. It was one of it was on the <laughs> it was on the list of the many like gay mother and son activities that me and my mom would do together. My dad and my brother wouldn't participate, but it was like comic relief, Eurovision. We would like watch those things together, basically. I did see recently on like some Hun account, uh, they were reposting an EastEnders kind of musical moment. Have you ever seen that? No, but that's a classic. Like that's a real, that's a real comic relief thing. So it's for any American listeners, obviously EastEnders is the long running BBC soap opera. And it would be like, they would film like a music video on the set of EastEnders with all the character, with all the cast and characters singing a song. I'm gonna just play you this one that I saw on the. Oh, it doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you are there. So come on, every guy, grab a girl, everywhere around the world, be dancing. Some real highlights from that Patsy Palmer. Oh. Daniela Westbrook, an unexpected, Westbrook. unexpected Daniela Westbrook Sido in a Patsy Palmer kind of trio. trio. <laughs> that really reminds me when we would, at our school, uh, high school, we would, um, we're in four houses, you're all different houses, mm-hmm. Hufflepuff, Slytherin, whatever. And um, you would have like, each one would have a fundraising week. Oh, um, And you'd have a charity. Um, my house, when I was leaving it, raised the most money, of course. Oh. <laughs> um, but you'd always like get the teachers to like, oh, do a funny bit. Yes. That's exactly what it's, that felt like. You're so right. It's very your teachers doing a bit at the end of like a school year. It's like, oh, oh the teachers are going to pull on a show. <laughs> Talking a bit. Yeah. Many years going, they released a Comet Relief single to raise money for yeah. charity. So we've got some real corkers going on here. Okay. Footprints in the sand, Leona Lewis. No. And <laughs> Gold Forever by The Wanted. Do you remember that song? Oh, God, I do remember that song. The Wanted, a uh, great boy band with one of the most inexplicable named songs of all time, Walks Like Rihanna. Oh, yeah. She can't sing. Mm-hmm. She can't dance. But who cares? Mm-hmm. She walks like Rihanna. Rihanna's walk's not famous. Not at all. Like Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Yes. Not Rihanna. I mean, we had some that we don't want to talk about, like, um, do you know the way to Amarillo, all this kind of stuff. But most importantly for us, well, actually, second most importantly for us. Okay, third most importantly for us. <laughs> side note, we had Spirit in the Sky, Gareth Gates. Some girls, Rachel Stevens. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about that, that. In, the, in her episode, yeah. Now, we had Walk This Way. What? Walk this way, you want to talk this way. Walk this way, you want to talk this way. Walk this way, walk this way. So that was Sugar Babes versus Girls Aloud. Oh, I mean, we definitely talked about that in, yeah. in both Sugar Babes and Girls Aloud specials, right? We've gone into that deep. Now, I remember the year I was working in the show because yeah. I helped out one year. And they, the song that year was, it's a Depeche Mode cover. Oh. Just can't get enough. 
Who was that? Bam, 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 bam. We're, Saturdays. We're talking about the stars of Chasing the Saturdays from E! Entertainment. It's the Saturdays. Yes. Yeah, and I just remember they were you know, all dressed in kind of like fun white hot pants and like... This is Future Fraser. I couldn't have been more wrong about the performance. I urge everyone to check it out. It involves men fake playing synthesizers and some insane eyelashes and real clunk-a-lunk choreography. Love the sets. Dun, 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 dun. Big, big, big classic Saturdays. It was very like... And move, 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 clunk, clunk, strut, strut, dum, dum, I mean, if you, if you ever want an example of me only liking a song by a cover version of a song, it would be how I would only ever listen to the Saturday's cover of that song. I don't want to hear the Depeche Mode original. That feels like a real Akbar number, that does. Well, I the original. To, I just want to let you know that I was in rehearsals watching them. <laughs> I tell you what, they definitely give more in the, the real performance than the rehearsal. That's all I seem to remember about that. <laughs> really marking it. Um, I know Where that- I'm with you, baby. <laughs> you know that that song is going to haunt me for a whole evening now. I'm really annoyed with you. I know him so well. Someone did a cover of that, including Susan Boyle. It was like a whole cast of people. Oh, excuse me? Doing I know him so well. Yep. Love Can Build a Bridge. Yep. That was Cher. That was. Do you remember that? I'm, I'm really leading up to something I get particular. Love Can Build a Bridge mixed up with- Walking in Memphis? No, with um, the- uh, Love shine a light to every Katrina corner the of my heart. Yeah, the, the last no. time the UK won the Eurovision Song Contest. Exactly. God, I love walking in Memphis. <laughs> and I'm on my blue stage shoes and I step off the plane. I'm walking in the land of the Mavic Moon. And I'm walking in Memphis. Again, a song, I only heard her version of that song. And then I realized it was another song later in my life. I thought Cher wrote Walking in Memphis. Okay, we're really leading up to a fantastic double A side, but I do want to, in my, my <laughs> another song that was released, apparently, for Comet Relief is this. Guest list. This is the, the only Pet Shop Boys song that I will accept. It is their song, Absolutely Fabulous. Fun song. Me and my friend Millie were obsessed. Well, we were obsessed with AbFab as too young for it. And we were obsessed with that song. Oh. I used to know all of the the line inserts from the show that were in that song. I used to, I used to know where they came and like what order they were in. If I were a DJ, <laughs> that would be yeah. like that. The Venga bus, the Macarena, <laughs> Gina G. <laughs> I can literally picture Adina going, lights, models, <laughs> guest list. <laughs> Side note, before we get to my number one, of course, most favorite uh, Comet Relief single of all time. It's All About You by McFly, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, talking of Ab Fab, I don't want us to get confused Comet Relief with Children in Need. No, of course not. Very different. But do you ever remember when Joanna Lumley did like a striptease live on TV for Children in <laughs> Need? I'm just going to play it for you now. I remember Scylla doing one. It's a, little, it's, a little, it's a little awkward, but we obviously love Joe Lum, so I'm just going to play it for you now. So that apparently happened. Oh. It's something like someone called in and said, I will donate. This is like in 1988 or 1993. No, 1983 for Children Need, a separate charity telethon, <laughs> on the, also on the BBC. It was for the children. Um, someone called up and said, I'll give like 10,000, like 10,000 pounds if Joanna Lumley strips. And so Joanna Lumley heard and was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> So she just strips her, her her racy, lacy underwear. Oh, she's she's really game, isn't she? Oh, she sure I is. I love her so fantastic. fucking much. Okay, number one most important favorite a comic relief single of all time. Uh, 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 
double A side. Who do you think you are? And Mama by the Spice Girls. Now, I'm going to throw something out there. I know what you're going to say. I hate the song Mama. You hate the song Mama? You thought I was going to say that Who Do You Think You Are is an overplayed and annoying song, right? Yeah. No, I like Who Do You Think You Are. I don't like the song Mama. Oh, I love I love both of them. Mama. Hello. Actually, I, I'm actually completely going back and work because I'm just remembering I really like the You're loving me. I'm loving you. The love yeah. is true. You guaranteed. So actually, okay, fine. I like Mama. <laughs> what about the, the little train noise? <laughs> okay. So. Train noise. You're imagining like a little Christmas train going through a tunnel. <laughs> she used to be my only enemy. You never let me be free. Catching me in places that I knew I should be. Syncopation in that. But the lead single was Who Do You Think You Are? We all know it from, well, from, from life. Yeah, from being the Brit Awards. Yep. Now the music video. Yes. I had a lot of Comet Relief shenanigans going on. It Our did. girls of Spice wearing red noses, leaping around. And there were five other Spice girls there. I'm going to challenge you, Fraser, to name the people who played the Spice Girls alter egos. Okay. Who played... So... I'm going to go through them. Oh, okay. Who played Victoria, a.k.a. Posh? That was... That was Dawn French. Correct. Who played Emma Bunton, a.k.a. Baby? I can only really remember that French and Saunders were both in it. So Jennifer Saunders played Jerry, right? Correct. Um, Who else do you remember? Was Ruby Wax in there? Nope. I'm I'm in murky waters here because I cannot believe you don't know who played Baby. Someone connected to Ab Fab. Lulu? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so who's that leave? Sporty and uh, and, and Mel B. Yeah. And Scary. Um, Who played Sporty? mm. Think of an anti-Sporty. Like the opposite. Kathy Burke. Correct. (laughs) And then finally playing Mel B was someone I didn't remember. Luella Gideon. She plays Luella Gideon. She actually plays two very important nurses. Yeah, she plays the nurse that wraps Eddie in the bandages. Uh Uh-huh. She also plays a nurse connected to the Spice Girls. She plays the nurse in Spice World the movie. Oh, she does. (laughs) Wow. I thought you meant she plays two nurses in Ab Fab because I was going to say she's also in the hospital scene in Ab Fab <laughs> and she's an at-home nurse. Oh, I love that scene of Eddie getting wrapped in the bandages. <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> we need to do a whole Ab Fab special. Oh my God, we really a do. A whole episode. <laughs> but I love this on Luella Gideon's uh, IMDb, known for Spice World Nurse. Yeah, great. Done and done. Yeah, she's the one. I know. I remember. She's like, she's like. I'm, they're like, what? She's like, what are you doing tonight? I'm gonna go see the Spice Girls at the Albert Hall. Better see you guys later. Yeah. Okay. So, what is the U.S. equivalent of Comet Relief slash Red Nosey? It now Comet Relief does and did exist over here, but not not as not as baked. And it's not as kind of like baked into the the cultural Ex- side, guys. Exactly. As much, is it? So I have two for you. Okay. Uh, one was a suggestion from podcast nemesis Michael. <laughs> So there's a woman called Sally Struthers. Mm-hmm. Do you know her? I've heard that name. Yeah. So apparently for 30 years, she was constantly trying to save children. And she did the Christian Children's Fund and Save the Children Foundation. She did like a whole television like thing. And it went on for ages. It became like such a thing that people used to parody it. And then I was like, oh, why doesn't that still go on? And apparently um, when she was visiting... Um, uh, and uh, one of the children who'd been adopted, um, she almost got kidnapped. Oh my God. So then she's like, do you know what? I'm gonna, between this and getting ridiculed by everyone, I'm just going to stop this now. <laughs> so that was Sally Struthers. But then I found something called 
The Jerry Lewis MDA Labor Day Telethon. Oh yeah, the Jerry Lewis Telethon. I've heard of that. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I, I, I literally only know it as like a cultural reference and I, I still don't know what it is, but I know the Jerry Lewis Telethon was a big thing. So apparently it was going on from 1966 to 2010. Yep. And it raised money for the Muscular Dis- Dystrophy Association, yep. MDA. And I, I struggle saying MDA because I either want to say MDMA or MDNA. MDNA. Struggle. So I, I tried to look into it. It was going for a long time. Sure, fine. And then something just really um, jumped out. In the 2011 edition, Nigel Lithgow was brought on as a co-host. Oh. <laughs> Nasty Nigel. Nasty Nigel. Wow, he really broke into America, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think that the US equivalent of Comet Relief slash Red Nose Day is the Jerry Lewis MDA Labor Day you're welcome. That was our episode. <laughs> uh, before we go, we are going to play a little game of Welcome Not Welcome. I haven't prepared any, so it's really just going to be Ben asking me some questions. Okay, Welcome Not Welcome phrase. <laughs> the word Randy. Oh. Oh, that's that's tough. Because... It does make me think of Austin Powers. It does. Which weirdly is actually welcome, but not the bigger picture of Austin Powers. Correct. Which yes. is difficult. Yeah, we've discussed this, haven't we, that actually the Austin Powers movie is still really funny and really good. Oh my God, it's great. It's kind of like the original scary movie as well, like the first one. It's actually yeah. like really, really, really funny and really yeah. good. But you kind of just, like you feel annoyed thinking about it. It's gone into like Borat territory where you're like, oh, Austin Powers is annoying, but it's funny. Yeah. Calling someone Randy. Because I, I also remember, I thought I was, this is, you know, when you think you're really, really clever. I remember <laughs> laughing when I saw Scream 2 because there's a moment. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I remember laughing when I saw Scream on VHS because one of the characters is called Randy. And there's a scene where Neve, Nev Campbell, where Sydney's talking to the killer on the phone. She's like, oh, Randy, blah, blah. And the killer goes, that's because I'm not Randy. And I remember being like, oh. I know. <laughs> Well, that was I'm not Randy. <laughs> like, imagine some of the U- some of the UK being called Randy. <laughs> no, it just would never no. happen. It would never be called Randy. I'm gonna say not welcome for Randy. Yeah, I, I, even though everything we just said made me feel great, I'm gonna say not welcome. <laughs> um, welcome or not welcome? SWAT. The word SWAT. I love the word SWAT. What does it stand for? Does it have? Is it an acronym? Don't know. But in in the UK, it's a number of things. You can real geek like oh. Fraser put his hand up in class. He's totally such a SWAT. Or if if you're like studying for something, oh, I need to SWAT up. SWAT and, up. I need to SWAT up in geography before that <laughs> test on cumulus nimbus clouds. You know, I just like Oxbow Lakes. As I was looking at uh, one of the examples I got was kids swatting for exams. Swatting, <laughs> and it, we should say S W O T. Oh yeah, we're not talking about a SWAT team. No, <laughs> which I also don't know what that stands for either. Do you remember the movie SWAT with Colin Farrell? Ah. Oh. Was he hot? Really hot in it? Oh my god! It was in the. It was like in. I mean, I was about to say the peak of Colin Farrell. That doesn't exist. He's never peaked. He's literally been hot forever in every single capacity. And you know, I think that. But it was real early days on the red carpet with Britney Spears, Colin Farrell. We're talking phone booth, Colin Farrell. We're talking. I need to Minority re- Report, Colin Farrell. I need to remember Colin Farrell as someone. People are like, oh, what kind of celebrity do you think's hot? I can never remember anyone. Colin Farrell. Farrell. Then, now, forever. always, forever. Every form. Ghost of. Ghost of. In the afterlife. I've watched his sex tape. Everything. Colin um, Farrell. Welcome. The word, verb, noun, <laughs> everything, SWAT. I think it's welcome. Yeah. But you know what is welcome? This episode and all Woo! of you for listening. Thank you so much We're for back. listening. 
Please get in touch on all our socials. Yes. Rate, review us. Let us know about your sorority stories. I'm dying to hear about someone being in a sorority. A real American person. Yeah. And, and a fraternity is fine, but really I only want to hear from like... Only if it's hot. Only I, if the fraternity situation's hot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sexy and gay. I'm not yeah. interested in anything else. Um, Zachary, get in touch about San Francisco recommendations <laughs> for our Whistle Stop One City tour. <laughs> and... We're going to do, do a live show in San Fran just for you. <laughs> live That's show a, with one person in the audience. That sounds really terrifying and quite threatening. <laughs> I was just shouting at someone's face. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And as ever, you're welcome. Bye. Omega Beta Zeta. You are right up my street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>